On a recent Saturday afternoon, Dina and I walked into a building along the train tracks in Peninsula, Ohio, where clothing, shoes, and accessories were beautifully organized, hung on racks, and folded on tables. You mean to tell me this is all free, I thought? I was about to experience my first clothing swap. I remember a time where I was getting invitations to shopping parties all the time. You might remember them too. Purse parties, candle parties, cookware parties, you name it, I was invited. Now, my event notifications look a little different. Invitations to a secondhand clothing swap. How did we get here? What exactly is a clothing swap? How do they work? What's the best way to find one near me? And how do the hosts ensure that all the events are size inclusive? Today, we're chatting with Lauren Anderson, former owner of two highly successful clothing boutiques in Akron, and an advocate for secondhand and sustainability. Lauren has been leading the charge by hosting swaps in the area for several years, so we sat down with her to get all of our secondhand swap questions answered. Keep listening for episode 20 of Allow Us to Rethrift Reduce Ourselves. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dina. I'm Shannon. All right, we have a very special guest with us today, Lauren Anderson. Lauren owned Noto Boutique, two small businesses in Akron uh, selling unique clothing. You had two locations, downtown Akron and the north side of Akron. And after over, what, 12 years in the business, you just recently switched career paths. Mm-hmm. Lauren is an Akron staple. I think most people in Akron know know Lauren or know of her in some capacity, mostly through her shops, but also through her community involvement and your work to promote sustainability through secondhand clothing swaps. So that's actually what prompted us to want to interview today. I've been to some clothing swaps in the past. It's been a while and I've always had my eye on yours, but I could never make it out. So finally, I was able to make it out this year and I invited Shannon to come with me. And we thought it was such an interesting experience. And when we posted about it on social media, I got flooded with questions. They're like, how does this work? How do I find them? How do I find my size? There are so many questions. I'm like, okay, everybody just post all your questions in one place. And then we're going to talk to Lauren and figure it all out. So thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy. I love the podcast. It's really awesome. It's cool what both of you are doing, and I can't wait to dive in. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your history and experience in retail and your fashion background. Sure. Well, my fashion background started way, 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 way back in like my sophomore year in high school. I was working retail um, at Wet Seal, which... I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it was a really great shop, (laughs) and um, I really loved it, and I was really good at it, and I kind of jumped around. I was a little mall rat, and um, then I went to Akron U, and I was part of their fashion program. Um, I moved into downtown Akron, and at the time, 13 years ago, there was absolutely nothing in downtown and I opened a little shop right over by Luigi's and not much was over there yet either and it was really hard to find me because I was on like the second floor of a building in downtown Akron when there wasn't much happening and um yeah I kind of just started it on a whim and ended up really loving it and 
mostly loving the people in that area and just coming to love the city and it really just took a natural progression and it kind of toward more towards the end it turned into secondhand that was really what i loved to buy the most and people were really responsive to that and it's just you know amazing for the environment and the new whole sourcing new clothing it became something that I felt like was just like I would open a box in the store and it was off gassing and you could tell and these companies that I was really connected with I was getting further and further away with away from and yeah so it just took a natural turn to the second hand and then swaps and grew from there when you started out did you have secondhand in your shop in the beginning or did you have a little bit of both? You know, I had a little bit of both in the very, very beginning and then I completely went away from it and just started buying new and then kind of switched roles closer to the end. That's how I met you. I, I popped into your store one day. This was like a million years ago when you were next to... Mocha Maiden. Mocha Maiden. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this place? And I bought a little ring from you. I, I was at Crafty Mart. I popped in and you were there and then we just started talking. And after that, I have no idea how we continued. I, I was trying so hard to remember before we recorded today. I'm like, I can't remember. I don't know. I feel like you were just one of like the originals that started coming in. And then we kind of got hooked up through Goodwill. Yeah. And maybe that was... Our, Whatever it was, yeah. it's been so <laughs> nice because Lauren and I have done vintage events over the years. So I always loved that you were interested in that and you were always one of the very few that's been open to collaboration very early on. Like you were always kind of outward facing and I think that that's what made your stores so successful. Like you were always willing to collaborate with different small businesses, you brought them in, you showcase their stuff, their their products in your store. And like for me, having that outlet to bring my product to your store and to your customer base was really nice. And it opened so many doors for me. Oh my gosh, I feel like doing that over the years just helped me and like my community of people brought in more community. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's all about. And with the swaps too, that's like something that is forming. And slowly we have our regular people coming yeah. that love it and are diehards and just really embrace on any level, really, whether it's they're there because of more of a green movement or they're there because they just want new clothes or, you know, so. Yeah. So let's talk then more about your whole approach to sustainability and the clothing swaps. So like what made you want to start? How many have you done? Yeah, I think we had our first one maybe like five or six years ago. And we really like pushed, got a ton of people there and it was great. I did it at the shop because I had gone to a small one, like a neighborhood more like um, a very little one that you may have been at um, with kind of a small group of people in Akron. And it was really fun. I was probably shop poor at the time. So I was like, this is such a great concept. And I had one for the shop and it was really great. And then we do one like one a year and then it moved up to two a year and then three. So they just kind of have grown and got a little bit more popular. Three a year? That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, we do at least three a year and some are great. Some we get, you know, 50 plus people, some we get 20. So you just never know how it's going to go. Lauren, walk us through the basic process of hosting a swap. 
Sure. First of all, I didn't know much um, like how to do one on a larger scale because the only one I had been to was very small, like maybe eight girls. So when I kind of made like an open call, anyone come out, we really didn't know what to expect. And I had to go online and read some rules. How am I going to do this? And the number one thing I feel like you need is a big space that is open to letting you drop items off throughout the day because everybody has a different schedule and you don't know, you know, you want people to drop their stuff off beforehand. Although now we've extended it to, you can bring your items in the morning just to get more people there and more items. But yeah, definitely a huge space. Lots of tables and racks and kind of anything you can grab to display items on. I think you also need to make it very clear the drop off times because there's always a little confusion with that. But yeah, I think those are the most important things that you have to have down for your swap. Number one, space, for sure. Can you give us an idea of the perfect place for a swap and maybe some places that you've gone to or used in the past? Yeah, so my most successful spot that I've had one in downtown Akron um, is the Marketplace because it's a big open space and people, they're open daily so people have been able to drop their items off kind of anytime um, which has been really helpful before that we had them at my shop and i've never had any i don't think at my house but um yeah just a big open space that you can get your hands on maybe like a community center or like even a music venue would be really cool and the idea is to always find one that's free right Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, of course. You know, um, one that I've hosted, I have charged $5 for, and then we donated the funds to, I think it was Access, I'm pretty sure. Out of all the swaps you've done, you've only had one that you've charged money? Yeah. And then you donated that money, so it was for a good cause. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. We paid off the space first, and then we donated the rest. I would suggest partnering with someone that you can get, you know, the space next to nothing if you can. Well, and then that's kind of like free publicity for the for the venue as well. You yeah. know, you've got all those people coming and their name all over the marketing materials. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Right. So I loved your point about logistics. You need to get the logistics down, space, actual, you know, physical, like racks, tables, all of that stuff. Let's talk then about the process of setting up, getting the people there, the actual flow of swapping your clothes, all of that. Sure. I have really done this by trial and error. And now I keep it very casual, laid back. I'm not very strict. I have been to swaps that have a lot more structure than mine, which is great if you are that type of personality and can handle that structure. For me, um, I suggest that you bring a bag and you write your name and the number of items in the bag so I don't have to count. Um, it's typically kind of the honors policy, so I go off that. And I have volunteers. I have probably three girls that help me no matter what. Um, one being my daughter, <laughs> who is almost 12, and she's great. The night beforehand, we unload everything. We open up bags, and we sort all the items into tops, bottoms, accessories, 
so on. So you do it by category, not by size. This is a question we got a lot. Yeah. How to actually organize it. You know, if we did it by size, I think we'd be there all night. Yep. So we kind of go more for speed. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the beauty of the swap. You go and you have to just know that you're going to be hunting. So, and you find things that maybe if it was sized out, it might be different because you might find something that you're like, oh, this pair of leggings would be great for my daughter. You think outside the box a little bit more, which I like. Totally. We've Uh, talked about that with thrifting in general and how we prefer thrift stores that mix mix the plus size on the same rack, like instead of having like a plus size department, right? Like in a different section of the store, because it really limits you when you're just looking at one specific size, because any thrifter knows anything goes with sizing and style. And you're, I think it really discourages people from coming back if you're just limited to a very small section of a thrift store or in this case a clothing swap so i think that's really smart yeah i um i love really going in and looking for gifts in particular because you know you might find something unexpected Mm -hmm. for a friend that loves teapots and you know a shirt that has a teapot on whatever (laughs) you know you find the weirdest quirkiest stuff so yeah it's fun but um Anyhow, so back to logistics, we sort everything the night before, and then the morning of, we get there usually like an hour and a half before people start showing up, and we do not have like a beautiful display. We really just put shirts on tables, um, so on, and we tell people don't expect a boutique when you walk in. It might be messy. It probably will be. If we have time, we fold some things, but you know, so that's really it. And then when people get there, we check their name off, make sure they're there. We typically tell people show up, say we started at 10, show up at 10 because the duration of the swap is very fast. People go in, they find what they want and they leave. So if you come an hour after, there's not going to be much left. Um, But yeah, so people start showing up, we check their name off, we uh, make sure the majority of folks are there. And then we tell people you can choose one item for the first five minutes. That way no one's getting pushy and grabby, which I think a lot of people are typically worried about. So after that, you can take two items. Um, That's the next five minutes. And then we open it up to whatever you brought you can take. So it's pretty laid back, but it goes pretty quickly. So I really liked that you had us walk around and check everything out and take like the first three to five minutes to find that one thing. But of course, in my head, I'm thinking, have you ever experienced any drama? You know, I've, I haven't experienced drama, but I've had, you know, because we open it up to anyone, anyone can come. Um, I've had some people that have experienced disappointment and they've let me know. You know, it's a free event. You're bringing items, hopefully ones you don't want to keep. So I've had one person in particular say, can I have my items back? <laughs> and I thought, wow, how how do you think you're going to get your items back? You know, yeah. so I've had some people that, yeah, have been unhappy with it. And that is kind of the risk you take. Some have been amazing, like people will bring amazing brands and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like the best swap ever. And some you're like sweating, like I hope people find one thing. So you never know. It just depends on who turns up and the crowd you get. And so no drama, just a little, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'd never even heard of this before. 
until Dina told me about it. And then I'd seen it on Facebook and things when you would like advertise it. Is that the best way to get the word out is to put it on social media? Yeah, definitely. I feel like now for most things, I go straight to my Facebook event page. Um, I might do a little thing on Instagram and I have a pretty decent sized email list too that I will shout out to. And then I assume your swaps are bigger now than they were when you first started. You know, my first one was actually huge because we really like made a big fuss about it. Uh And they've been like up and down. I'd say one of our biggest ones that we ever had was in January um, of last year or no this year. And we plan to do one in January again, because I think everybody's cleaning out and it's just the time. It's a great time. Yeah. Yeah. So your point about disappointment is a good segue to one of the questions we had for you. One of the things, quite frankly, Shannon was worried about was size inclusivity. And hands down, that was the number one question we got on social media. How do they make sure that that all sizes are represented? How can I make sure as a host that all sizes are represented? How has this worked in your experience? And what can we do to ensure that clothing swaps are as size inclusive as possible? Sure. Well, we really have like women of all shapes, sizes, colors that come out, which is really great. And it really depends on like the pool. Like I Mm -hmm. said, last January, we had over 60 people at our swap, which was huge. And that is the number one question for me. Will, Will my size be okay? Is my stuff okay? People are always worried about that. And it's really like the luck of the draw and how many people we get out. You know, it's really hard to say like, oh yeah, we're gonna have a ton of XX smalls or XX larges because you just don't know who you're gonna get. We usually have a pretty good base now that is a variety of sizing, but you know, it's it depends on how many people we get out. I totally agree with that. I mean, it, I mean, if you're doing a public one like that, right? Like if you're having one with your friends and family or coworkers or something, that's kind of to be expected. You know exactly what type of size range you're going to get. But when you have a huge open event like that, I think, yeah, part of it is the luck of the draw, really. We were talking kind of offline about how marketing is such an important part of that. The more you can push out you, the collective you, exactly what we just said, that this is only going to be as inclusive as its members. So we Mm -hmm. really encourage all women of all shapes and sizes to come and contribute. Shannon, that was kind of your drawback. She's like, well, why would I go? There's probably not going to be any size for me. And I was like, well, if you don't show up, then then the next person won't show up. And then the next, so the more that we can encourage all women to show up, then they're going to see that on Facebook and be like, okay, yeah, I, I don't feel as awkward or uncomfortable or isolated really you know because there's no you know worse feeling than going and being like well I'm just gonna walk away with a necklace right you know and you know that is one thing that I will say people bring a ton of accessories which is always great so even if you don't find your size you might find a bag shoes a scarf a necklace a candle you know whatever mm-hmm. so that is one great thing that people turn up with the accessories yeah this is a good segue then because you were really on the fence about going and like even the day of you were kind of like should we should we do this what if nobody else is there that's my size so tell us about your first swap experience Mm -hmm. so this was your first swap yes and I was really nervous about it being plus size you already have this intimidation like when you go to the mall there's all these little boutiques where you can't buy anything and you you're you're like okay I can look at jewelry while my friend looks at you know all the clothes that fit her and 
I was just like, all these, all this stuff that I'm bringing, is anybody going to take it? And what's the point? If they can't take my stuff, why would I take their stuff? And it made me feel like a little bit weird. But then Dina encouraged me and she was just like, Shannon, there could be one more person there. And then boom, you have stuff to pick through. And then I like talked myself into it because I'm like, I have to, even if nobody else is there, my size, like I have to be that first person. And I was like, and I can look at shoes and I can look at purses and I can look at whatever else is going to be there. That really encouraged me to go. Like if the accessories weren't there, I think I'd be really down about it. But I did find like a cute sweatshirt. I found um, a cute like over, what are those things called? Like little poncho. Yeah, like a little thing. poncho kind yeah. of thing. And just that right there, because I found the poncho kind of thing right away. And I was like, okay, this is worth it. Just like one thing made it worth it. Because, I mean, it's free and it's stuff that I was going to give to Goodwill anyway. So, I like my first experience, I just wish there was another person, you know, that brought 10 items as well. But at the same time, like I came away with shoes, two cute purses, uh, a candle, uh, you know what I mean? Really nice things. The salt scrub. Yeah, the salt scrub from your store, I think. It said like Moto on it. And like, so so it was a good experience. I just hope that in the future when I go, that like maybe this will encourage some other people to come out. You know, like I went, I had a great experience. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of options, but there were options. So bottom line, like I brought 10 things and I brought 10 things home. Great. And it was awesome. Like yeah, I felt really good about that's it. That's my most common question. And you're right. If Encourage people to come out because if people don't come out, they don't come out. And right. we've got to make it more of a community. Right. So right. I'm so glad. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think about a size exclusive party, like all plus size swap? I call it a party. I love that idea. I mean, I think there's so many options with the swap. It could be you know, sizes. It could be a swap for artwork. It could be a swap for home goods, for craft supplies, for whatever. I've thought this through and I think that's a really great idea. I love that. Totally. Oh my gosh, I love your ideas of all these different things that you could do a swap for. Okay, when I posted about your swap, somebody on Instagram was like, oh my gosh, I just attended a mug swap and I love <laughs> mugs. Me too. So much. And I think she said, she, no, she was in St. Louis. And I was like, tell me everything, tell me everything. And she, she sent me the link. It's on Facebook. I'm like, how fun would that be? Bring all your fun, quirky mugs yes. and then swap swap them. That would be the hardest party I ever went to in my life. How would you ever pick one? Can you take more than one? No. <laughs> well, I think you would structure it the same way. You yeah. bring X amount of mugs, you get X amount of mugs in return. And right. then first round, you can only get one mug. Oh, my God. My brain is exploding. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God, so much spam. I will say, and not to cut you off, we've had people bring horrendous items to the swap, so much so that I have had to like reprimand the group, which was very uncomfortable. So that has been a bit of drama personally for myself through swaps that people have brought really bad items. When you say you had to reprimand the group, like as in... I'm a teacher, so it's like <laughs> there's like one kid, but you have to talk to all of them, so you're not pointing at one person. Is that what's happening? Um, no. This one, there were multiple people involved, multiple offenders, and I knew who they were because their names were on the bag. Kind of regular people, which I was very surprised about. And I give a brief spiel in the beginning, mm-hmm. which I don't even love doing that. I don't love public speaking whatsoever. And I thought, if I don't say something, I have to, because it'll happen again if I don't say it. So I, in the very beginning of the swap, when I tell people the rules, 
I said, and I have to say, this time more than ever, we had a lot of really bad items that we had to throw away. Mm -hmm. And we're not your personal goodwill bin. We're not your personal trash can. So please don't bring those items. Please give me examples. Just really bad clubby shirts with really thick armpit stains, big holes in like crotches of pants, awful stuff, sports bras that are nasty and like just things that you just wouldn't think another person would ever want. Like you wouldn't even give it to Goodwill. Yeah. Like you would give it to Goodwill as like salvage. Right. (laughs) So I had to tell the group and it's actually been pretty good since. So keep my fingers crossed. Wow. I would be so embarrassed. Yeah. And I think the few that did it knew. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm just going to shout that out. (laughs) So at the end of the swap, you donate the rest. Tell me about that process. How do you select where it goes? Do you select like a certain charity? Is it a lot of work? It is a lot of work. And that is the one thing I can see why people would want to maybe add a little fee to their swap because it's a lot of work. I love doing them. I want them to be a free community event, but it's a lot of time. And sometimes at the end, you hopefully you don't have much left over because you're loading all that in your car. It's taking a lot of time. And I would love to be more intentional with this and connect with a battered women's shelter or Haven of Rest or something. Um, And I have had people take carloads in the past, but typically I take it to Goodwill. I was just telling uh, a former coworker about this because they complimented my sparkly shoes at the holiday party. I'm like, let me tell you where I got these from. I got them for free at Lauren's clothing swap. And they were like, what are you, what are you even saying? What does that mean? And then this woman was like, How does she profit off of this? I'm like, she doesn't. She just does it out of the goodness of her heart. That's just the most remarkable part about it is like there is nothing in it for you other than just promoting sustainability and getting people to kind of wrap their arms and minds around this more sustainable way of living. I just thought that was, you know, it just kind of made me think of like all of the work that you put into it. Like I barely like to take my own stuff and load it in the car and drop it off. It's so much work, right? Like we're all like sweating by the end of it. And you have such a small team that does it too. It's not like you have like 15 people helping you. Earlier you said something like when you set up, it's not like this beautiful setup. I thought it was stunning. And everybody I showed the pictures to of this last one in Peninsula, they were like, no way this is a free clothing swap. Thank you. It was a beautiful venue. It was bright and airy. Everything was so organized. Like It was organized to the point where I was able to see exactly what was on the rack from across the room before we started. You know how we were all kind of waiting around before we could... For a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fine. And yeah. then, well, we were like a half hour early, though. Like, I was like, I can't believe I can see everything on this rack. Like, it wasn't this hodgepodge mess of clothes. Like, you guys do such a good job. Thank you. Well, that one that you two went to was very small. Um, I will say some of the bigger ones are a little savage. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, one of the questions that you kind of touched on, Shannon, was what's the best way for people to find out about swaps? I agree. Facebook is huge. Just type it in the keyword or in the in the box. I would just type in clothing swaps and see what comes up. Another thing I I found online was that some communities have meetup groups like remember the meetup websites where you can find clothing swaps through that site. But another really cool way is to follow some of your favorite local brands or 
quote, influencers. Those are the the people that really promote this kind of stuff. Like I did one with Yellow Cake Shop in Cleveland for that sustainable weekend thing. And that was the weekend you did yours, which is why I couldn't come to and that. And I wanted to go to that. <laughs> when I saw it was happening, I was so I was speaking at that one. So yeah, like I, I think a lot of individual people are doing their own thing or spreading the word about different swaps happening. So I would just say like subscribe to their emails or turn on notifications or whatever so you don't miss their posts. There is a local Akron Cleveland Facebook swap group as well that kind of, I don't know much about it, but they throw my swap into the ring anytime I'm having one. So I'm like, oh, great, that helps. So yeah, there's a lot of that. What's one thing that you would leave our listeners with if they want to host a swap with their friends, coworkers, like small to large scale? I would say, because this is how it kind of came to be for me, I started going with a very small group of girls. And that's kind of how I fell in love with the whole process because we were in, I think it was our friend Rachel's home and everybody just kind of laid out their stuff really nicely. And it became kind of a community, which I really loved. So I think starting small and then kind of growing it if you are into it, but that way you at least get your feet wet. You can try it out, see if you like it and kind of feel out the do's and don'ts for yourself. Do you go to another swap every year that we don't know about that you can tell us about? I went to a really great swap last year, or it may have been the beginning of this year in Cleveland. It was like $15 at Fount, and it was the most amazing. They had so many people so much good stuff and it was the same it was just so many people it was items thrown on tables and I think it was a it got a great response and it was super fun and I wish they would have another one because I would go back (laughs) well yeah we'll have to keep an eye out we'll link that and and see if they host another one you've inspired me to do something small scale you know just with friends and co-workers because this is what ends up happening like especially at work for example hey Dina come to my trunk you know what I mean? I have right. all this stuff before I take it to Goodwill. And then we're we're swapping things. And, and I'm like, let's just, you know, bring it inside and yeah, lay it all out. Totally. And it's fun. Shannon, we talked about this in the intro to the episode about how you used to get invited to all those parties. When we first met, she'd be like, I can't go to another like pampered chef party. I'm so broke. I feel so obligated you to buy things. You are so obligated. I can't go to another candle party or another 31 party. And it's so amazing to me how we've evolved. Like now all I'm seeing and hearing about clothing swaps, sustainable swaps, Facebook groups that are dedicated just to swapping. And it's just really telling the story about where we are as consumers. Yeah, enough stuff. You don't have to get that attached to something. You don't have to spend money. It's really a great way to get some new things that aren't new. So what's next for you? You said you're thinking about doing one in January. January for sure. We always have them on a Saturday morning. It will probably either be the first or second weekend. Unsure of the location yet, Um, but just continuing swaps and maybe branching out into other avenues of swapping. So mugs, like we said, mugs, obviously, (laughs) will be the first thing I do. I will give both of you total credit. Um, I think an art swap would be really, really 
cool. But yeah, it will depend on how many people we can get out. And so we'll see. Awesome. It's funny when you're talking about these other swaps, I'm getting like anxiety with with like clothing or whatever. I'm like, oh, whatever I find, I find whatever. But I'm thinking like mugs, like if somebody else grabs my mug, I think I'm going to get really mad. (laughs) Or like when you said art swaps, I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring like some flower pictures to the picture. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like to the, to the place, but like, if I see something really cool, you know, like 10 people are going to run for it and like break it. Like, I don't know. It'd have to, did it, I feel like it'd have to really be strict. Yeah. This will be trial and error for sure. But I mean, I want to go and like rip something out of somebody's hand, but I wouldn't do it. I'd just (laughs) cry about it. It'll be like Black Friday madness. Yes. That's, that's (laughs) how I thought the swap was going to go in Peninsula. Yeah. But it was like so chill. I loved it. So chill on the outside. You cannot act like you were not freaking out inside i'm like this is free this is free this is free oh my god this is i can't believe everybody's like oh you should try that one yeah (laughs) very cool and laid back there was a girl who um who grabbed a scarf and it looked so like in the box i'm like "Eh, take it or leave it when she put it on i was like damn it dina and i was like oh my god you look so beautiful in that like, just just own it just walk away she's it's not yours like, you're dying inside and shannon's like do you want this i'm like put it in the back put it in the back you're a straight savage inside but trying to act all cool i have had a lot of people say if you need help sorting items just let me know because then they get the lay of the land yeah. you know yeah shame on them <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me, me. I love it. Do you ever take anything out or like have something in mind where you're like, I have to have that. I'm doing all this work. This is mine. I'll take like one item, but I have had swaps where I will host it with another person and that conversation gets a little loose and that makes me get a little uptight because Uh I feel like... I want it to be really good for the people that come mm-hmm. so that they come back. Yeah. And if we take all the good stuff, yeah. then people aren't going to come back. I so that that's important to me. Because, like, that's that seems like human nature. Like, I'm doing all this work. I deserve to have first pick. You yeah. Know? I, I've definitely taken a piece. If I see something like, oh, those jeans will fit me perfect. I need jeans so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take one. That's kind of how I feel when I do projects with Goodwill, like a store spotlight. And I walk through the store and take pictures of all the cool stuff. I find to encourage people to come and I feel the same way where I'm like I can't buy all the the cool stuff I posted because then that defeats the purpose so it's tough it's tough Mm -hmm. I'll buy like maybe one thing that I absolutely love but it's actually a better feeling to leave it behind because then I'll get an email from somebody who was like thank you so much for posting that it's so perfect in my home or it was the exact same coat I was looking for and then you feel like all right I I did my job you know Mm -hmm. so you can't you're right you can't take it all because then you're going to have people showing up and be like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Laura looks mighty cute today, (laughs) but this sucks. (laughs) I totally agree. You want people to have the best experience and that makes you feel really good. And I will say your accessories were on point. I was really surprised. Like the bags, well, the shoes also, I mean, those aren't accessories, but I walked away with some really nice accessories. I'm so happy that you say that. Necklaces. I also got salt scrub. (laughs) You know, sometimes the smaller they are, it's easier to see items too. That's true. Which is great. And when you have like huge heaping piles of things, it's a little intimidating. Like, oh, wow, I have a lot to choose from. Where do I start? So maybe you made out because it was a little on the petite side. Yeah. Yeah. What type of tips do you have for 
swappers as shoppers? Like, would you say it's kind of the same strategy that you would have when you go to Goodwill? I think you have to go into it expecting nothing. Like, expect to find nothing. And if you find that one thing, then you're really happy. I always kind of go in with that attitude, like, I'm giving things that I don't need anyway. If I lose everything, that's okay. And typically, I always find something. And I grab at the end of a lot of little things that are left over that when I get home, I try them on. And I'm like, ooh, I actually kind of like this. And it was like at the bottom of the barrel, which is funny. Um, But yeah, I think go in with no expectation of like, oh, I'm going to find so much. I'm going to find those new shoes I wanted and a sweater. And, you know, don't go with like a laundry list of items you must find because you might find something, you know, for the summer in the winter that you really love. And, you know, that's how it goes when you thrift. Yep. So, yeah, because you walk in and you're like, should I start at the tables? Should I start at the racks? Should I start at the accessories? I personally always start with the first thing that catches my eye. So mm-hmm. like, the one I went to in Cleveland, there was like a pair of leggings or something. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to beeline to that table. And then with yours, there was a your dress that I swapped. I saw that from far away. I'm like, that's where I'm going to start. And then I kind of make my rounds. So everybody's kind of different, like with where they start. Some people prefer certain accessories or something like that. Yeah. If you have a plan, great. But like, really, you it's hard to know the layout yeah. and because it's always different. So yeah, I don't ever go in with a plan. <laughs> yeah. So where can people follow you to get more information about all the stuff you're doing in Akron? Um, well, right now you can follow Noto Boutique on Instagram, which will link you to my personal page, the Lauren Anderson, which that is really my most used platform and method. But in the future, you can follow me at Swap League and on Instagram, on Facebook, um, but I haven't really activated much content at all yet, but that is what I will be shifting into, Swap League. Thank you so much for, for filling us in. I think this is really, really informative, and it's just great that you're leading the charge locally, and we hope that people will come out and start hosting their own. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to sing us a song? Um, I can. I don't know what. A Christmas song? (laughs) We always, we like to end our podcast with being goofy and singing songs. Oh, well, I just sang Row, Row, Row Your Boat to my daughter before I came here. If you want to (laughs) join me. How can we make this um, swap, swap, swap? Your clothes. Oh <laughs> my gosh. This girl is on fire. Wow. <laughs> Shannon, nice work. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to Allow Us to Rethrift Reduce Ourselves. For episode show notes, go to dinasdays.com slash podcast. You can find us on Instagram at dinasdays and fat don't crack and on Facebook, Rethrift Reduce Podcast.